thank you for joining us this morning. I hope your week has been well, and I hope you are blessed today by getting to hear some music as we praise the Lord and getting to hear God's Word. So uh, we're going to take a few moments. We're going to spend some time in worship, and after the worship service is concluded, I'll see you back here in just a minute.
We're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 30 this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 30. We're going to start in verse 11, and we're going to read through verse 20. Uh, I was reading through some scripture this week, and I came across a, a scripture from this passage, and I don't know what it is about this passage, but I just kind of find myself, keep I keep coming back to it. It just kind of it's stuck in my mind for whatever reason. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're just going to read through this passage and uh, see what maybe God wants to speak to us this morning. So Deuteronomy chapter 30, that's in the Old Testament. So it's going to be kind of toward the front of your Bible. Uh, Deuteronomy 30 verses 11 through 20. Now while you're turning to that and looking for that, we need a little bit of background to know exactly what's going on. Now in these passages, in these early books, God is uh, giving his people commands. He's giving them instructions. And when I say his people, I mean uh, in the context, his people Israel here. Now they are going to go into a promised land where God is going to provide and take care of them. And he had been giving his people instructions on how they were to live, things they were to do and things they were not to do. And these words that we're going to read today kind of follow up all the things that's uh, taken place up to this point. But what God really wants in their life is, is for his people to be at peace in him. That's really what God desired for them, and that's what he desired for us, uh, desires for us too. Now, these promises and these things that he gifts here in these verses are to his people Israel in a land that he has promised them. Now, God has not promised us any specific land in this world. And the promises may not apply to us specifically in the same way that they did the people of Israel. But the truth of what God is saying to them and the core of what God is saying to them and what God really wants for them is the same that God really wants for you and I too. He wants us to be his children in the same way that Israel, uh, the, the children of Israel were his children. And so as we read these words today, they are written to Israel and about Israel uh, but I believe that they also apply to us as well. So let's pray, and then we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you, and we thank you for these words, and I pray that you'd be blessed through the reading of your words, and I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, that you would help me to, to, to not rely on my own abilities this morning, but to trust in you, not to be proud, dear Lord, but to give you all the glory. And I pray that you would be glorified through the reading of this word, and I pray that the Holy Spirit would just speak through me, dear Lord, a word that you want your people to hear. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Deuteronomy 30, verse 11. This command that I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. It is not in heaven so that you have to ask, who will go up to heaven, get it for us, and proclaim it to us so that we may follow it. And it is not across the sea that you have to ask, who will cross the sea, get it for us, and proclaim it to us so that we may follow it? But the message is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, so that you may follow it. See, today I have set before you life and prosperity, death and adversity. For I am commanding you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways and to keep His commands, statutes and ordinances, so that you may live and multiply and the Lord your God may bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not listen, and you are led astray to bow down to other gods and worship them, I tell you today that you will certainly perish and will not live long in the land you are entering to possess across the Jordan. 
I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God, obey him, and remain faithful to him, for he is your life, and he will prolong your life in the land the Lord swore to give you your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, I love the very beginning of this passage that we looked at. I love how God is speaking his truth to his people. He's giving them commands in the, in the chapters and verses that are before, and he's giving them another command here. And the command really boils down to this, and, and that is God is saying, look, choose me and I will bless you. Choose me and I will provide for you. Choose me and you will be taken care of. But God says, if you don't choose me, if you reject me, well, you're not going to experience my blessings. You're going to experience my curses. That's really the choice that they had to make. That's really the command that God is giving them. That's what he's telling them today. Look, follow me, choose me. And he says at the beginning, this command that I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. It's not in heaven, he says. It's not across the sea. It's a simple command. And in that simple command to follow the Lord, is blessing greater than anything that the people can imagine. Now, as I read through these verses and I think about these verses, I think about just how simple God's ways are. I think about how simple God is. Now, I don't I say that as a slight. As God is simple and he's not sophisticated and he's not smart and he's not intelligent, but he is so simple and that he is he is the most intelligent being that there has ever been. He is the smartest being that there has ever been. He is the wisest being that there has ever been. He is the most powerful being that there has ever been. And I think it's fair to say that God is probably the simplest being that there has ever been. The things that God does are so simple. Sometimes they're so simple we can't believe how simple they are. The things that we do are not terribly simple. The things that we do in our life are often difficult. We bring difficulty on top of difficulty on top of difficulty. But I want you to think, if you've, if you've ever read in the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, I want you to think back to what you've read. If you haven't read in the book of Genesis, I want to tell you today, just to kind of uh, retell the story of what happened there in the beginning of the book. There was nothing. And God spoke everything into being. And God had made, he had made this planet. He had made all the trees and all the flowers. He had made all the water that there was. He had made the birds of the sky and the animals of the ground. And he had made human beings. And what a beautiful creation God had made. Now, I don't know about you, but I like to imagine and think about for a second just how wonderful that time must have been. As I walked out yesterday, it was a beautiful, wonderful breeze blowing outside. There was a smell of fresh flowers under my carport since my wife has, a, has, a, has probably 30 plants underneath our carport and various flowers. Boy, you can smell those as the springtime is here and things are starting to grow and starting to bloom. And it was nice and cool, and the breeze was blowing through, and the smell of the sweet flowers, and, and, and I can only imagine that that's a small piece of what it used to be like in the Garden of Eden. Can you imagine what it was like for Adam and Eve before sin had entered into the picture? There was no work to be done. 
There was no smartphones to play on. There was no Facebook to check. There was no drama with friends or family. There was only the creation that God had made. In its perfection, a garden where everything that they needed was provided, and all they had to do was to look after all that God had made. And all that God had made was good and very good. What a beautiful time that must have been for Adam and Eve. But if you read a little further into the story, you see all the beauty and all the perfection and all the wonderful things that God had made would soon be tainted by sin as Adam and Eve would be tempted to choose something and someone other than the Lord. As the serpent worked his way into the garden and filled their head with the lies and the temptation that, oh, you can go ahead and do things that God told you not to do. The reason why God tells you not to do certain things, not to eat this certain fruit, is because he doesn't want you to be like him. He doesn't want your eyes to be open so that you'll know all things. And boy, even though Adam and Eve had everything they could ever want and they were provided for by the Lord, the serpent made the Lord look deceptive. The serpent made the world look like it was better than what God was really giving them. But it was the serpent that day that was deceptive because the Lord had provided simply and beautifully everything that Adam and Eve could have ever wanted. And we see glimpses of that today in our world with the beautiful flowers that we may have at our homes, so many beautiful locations all around the world that show off God's beauty. But we only see a glimpse of what Adam and Eve saw. We only see a piece of what Adam and Eve saw. And very seldom do we see the simplicity, I believe, of what Adam and Eve saw. Because if we had to describe our world today, I believe one word that would not be anywhere close to the top of the list would be simple. I can't imagine that there are probably many people watching this, if any, who would describe your life as simple. Your life is probably a lot like mine. It's busy. It's hectic. There's always something going on. There's always somewhere to go. There's always something to do. The phone is always ringing. That email is always coming in. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. This is messed up. That's messed up. Can't sleep good. Got bills coming in. All of these things, the lists go on and on and on. Very seldom do our minds just relax. Very seldom do our minds just rest. And even when they do begin to relax and rest, oh, another phone call, another email, another text message. And there's always something to do. And it can't ever wait. Isn't that interesting how that is? Everything we have to do, it has to be done right now. It cannot wait. It's an emergency. And I can't put my phone down because what if an emergency comes through? That's amazing how that works. Everything now has to be done now. Everything now is an emergency. Everything now, it seems in most of our lives, is chaos. But I'll tell you, we don't serve a God of chaos. 
And when we have chaos in our life, it may be because we don't have enough of the Lord in our life. Because what God desires for us and what he had created in the very beginning was simplicity. He had provided for his people, Adam and Eve. He had given them a place to live where they were well taken care of. He had given them a place of beauty. He had given them a place where he was among them because it says in the text that he would come to them in the evening breeze and that's when he had come one day and they were ashamed of their sinfulness and they hid from God. A place that should have been peaceful and simple. A time when it should have been an awesome time for them to experience the presence of the Lord as he came upon them in the evening breeze. Went from a time that should be good to a time that left them fearful and ashamed. And the beauty and the simplicity that God had desired for them was tainted by sin. And it still is today. We see glimpses of God's beauty in our world. We have times of peace and simplicity, but not enough of them. And part of that is because of sin. Part of that is because of sin. We'll never have a Garden of Eden like Adam and Eve had, at least not until Jesus Christ returns. And part of the reason why things are so chaotic are because of sin. But what we may find in our life is there may be more simplicity and peace there to be had than we're getting. We may not be getting the peace and simplicity that we want in our life, because we may not slow down enough. We may not seek the Lord enough. It may just be that God wants to give you some peace in your life. It may just be that things could be a little simpler than what they are. It may just be that what God wants to give you today is right around the corner. It's not hard to obtain. It's not hidden from you. It's found in Him. And He's there where He's always been, above in heaven, looking down upon you, wanting to give you that peace and that simplicity in life. And he tells us people in these verses, this command I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. Now God's not going to give us a spot of land in this world like he promised the Israelites. He's probably not going to speak to you and I today and say, well, I'm going to give you a spot of land. It's going to be just down the road. Uh, go about two miles and take a ride, and there's going to be your spot of land. And when you go there, all things are going to be well for you. It'd be great if there was a place like that in this world, a garden of Eden that we could go to to escape all the things of the world. It would be great if there was a promised land like God promised the people of Israel that we could go to. And everything would be taken care of and we would have no problems. But God doesn't come to us and promise us lands like that that he promised his people. But I do think God still wants to give us peace. Oh, I, I know he does. His word says he does. That he wants us to be at peace in him. I do still believe that God wants us to live a simpler life. And I do believe that many of us could live a much simpler life than what we live. Now, I love technology. I love the coolest and latest, greatest smartphones. I love computers, and I love all of these things. But I'll tell you, there's many days that I think, boy, I wish I didn't have any of it. 
There are many days as I drive across a bridge only a few miles from my home that I think, boy, what if I just threw this phone off this bridge? But I don't. Because what if I miss a text or a call and it's an emergency? Isn't that crazy? People lived for hundreds of thousands of years without cell phones. And there were emergencies. And the world kept on going. Even 20, 30 years ago before cell phones were all the rage, the world kept going. There were emergencies. And somehow we found out about those emergencies. And nowadays we can't be disconnected for just a few minutes because what if somebody needs us? And so, boy, we get caught in this loop of chaos. And we stay in this loop of chaos. But maybe it's time to get out of the loop. Maybe it's time to say, you know what? There are times in life that I just want to be simpler. There are times in life where I just want to be unplugged. There are times in life where there are more important things than the chaos that goes on around me. I'll tell you today, you don't have to stay in the loop of chaos. When we're in that chaos, oftentimes it's by choice. Maybe not always. But if we're honest, we can unplug from a lot of things that we don't unplug from. If we're honest, there's a lot of chaos in our life that we make for ourselves that we could escape from. If we would follow God's words and listen to His commands. And I want to tell you that the words that He told His people in this verse are true for us today. The commands that I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. Now, if you want peace and simplicity today, I'll tell you that I don't believe it's too difficult or beyond our reach. I believe it's within our reach. I believe we have a choice to make in the same way that the Israelites had a choice to make. And he told them uh, in the verses following that we read earlier that the choice is simple. They can choose life or they can choose death. Now life comes in Jesus Christ. God gives us life when we choose to follow him and be obedient to him. Romans says the gift of God is eternal life, but the wages of sin is death. You see, oftentimes these things of this world are chaotic things that we don't even need. Oftentimes they are sinful things that are going to draw us further and further away from God. And all the while that we're in the chaos and all that's going on around us, in our ears and in our eyes see and even in our hearts and in our minds, all these things, all this chaos in our life keeps us from seeing God. That's part of what God had been commanding His people in the verses and chapters before. He commands us of this here. Don't, don't get caught up with the things of the world. Because when we get caught up in the chaos of the world, we miss the simplicity and peace of the Lord. Now we think we're living life. We think we're living life when we're just so busy and so hectic and living in the chaos and doing all the things that we do. We think that's living life. But what living life is, is trusting in the Lord. 
We may need to take a step back, and if we really want to live life, get out of the chaos and get into the Word of God. Get out of the chaos and get into the peace that God wants to offer us. There are a lot of people in this world that are living in chaos and they believe that they're living life. But really all they're living in is sin. Sin that's one day going to lead to death. Now God didn't want his people of Israel to choose that life. He wanted them to choose him. He didn't want his people to live in the chaos. He wanted his people to live in the freedom. We may not feel like we live in much freedom today. Even God's children may not feel that. And even as God's children, you may not be living in freedom today. You may be living under the burden of the sin in your life. You may be living under the burden of the chaos that's going on in your life. But I want to tell you that God wants to give you freedom from that. He doesn't want you to live in that. He doesn't want you to feel the burden of that. He wants you to choose Him. He wants you to find out what life really is and He wants you to have that life abundantly through Jesus Christ. That's what He wanted for His people here. He said, look, what I'm commanding you, what I'm calling you to do today, it's simple. It's not difficult. It's not hard. God says, follow me and I will take care of you. That's simple. It's just that simple. That was always God's command and God's desire for His people. Come to me, follow me, and I will take care of you. Come to me, follow me, and I will take care of you. Come to me, follow me, and I will take care of you. We see God repeat that same theme time and time again throughout his word. Not just here in the Old Testament, but we see it in the New Testament in Jesus Christ himself. When Jesus Christ says, Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now I quote that scripture all the time. Some of you are probably tired of hearing it, but golly, it is so good, right? I mean, it is good stuff. I say it all the time because I think we need to hear it all the time. Because you hear it today and tomorrow you're back in the chaos. You're back in the burden of the world. You're back with the worry. But I hope you took those words away in your heart and maybe the Holy Spirit will recall them to you when you need to hear them. And if you're like me, you may need to hear them every day. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's what Jesus told his people way back then and those same words are true for you and I today. Jesus said, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Now I'll tell you, the burden of the world is not easy. The burden of the world is just that. It's a burden. The chaos of the world is a burden to you and you may not realize it, but I want you to realize that today all the things that you're, that you're doing that maybe you don't even have to do or don't even need to do, those things aren't living life. Those things aren't giving you freedom. Those things are a burden to you. They are weighing you down. They're stealing your life. They're stealing your joy. They're taking years off your life because you are stressing and worried and burdened over things that you don't have to be. The world gives you burden. But Jesus says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Now, a yoke is a piece of wood that's uh, used to connect a couple of animals that are going to pull a plow or pull a, uh, or pull a wagon or whatever it may be. It's a big old piece of wood. And you could, imagine, could you imagine standing next to a friend and having a big old huge piece of wood with a hole in it and it was connected around your neck and it was connected around their neck and you were connected together with this big old heavy burdensome piece of wood and you were, you were tasked to pull this big old huge weight? That doesn't sound desirable, does it? Well, that's what the chaos of this world is to us, and we may not even realize that we're carrying this weight. We may not realize that we've burdened ourselves and connected ourselves to one another with our cell phones and our email and our phone calls and all of these things. We are so connected, and that's a yoke of chaos that is weighing us down oftentimes. But not so with Jesus. God says, look to his people here. He says, look, my words are simple to you here. These things are not hard. These things are not a burden to you. And that's the same thing that Jesus says to us. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. The burden of the world will wear you down. But I'll tell you today, the burden of Jesus Christ will bring you joy. The burden of Jesus will lift you up. And God tells us people, look, come to me. It's not difficult. You don't have to travel across the sea to find the truth and the blessing that I want to give you. You don't have to send someone to heaven to get it and bring it down to you. God says, look, what I'm telling you today is simple. It's easy for you to do. And some of us may need to simplify our lives to unplug from the chaos and follow the simplicity of God's word. It was simple for God's people Israel, and I want to tell you it's simple for you and I today. We have a choice to make. Will we choose life? Will we choose death? Will we choose blessings or will we choose curses? Now, if you choose the world and to live in the chaos of the world and you don't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, well, you've chosen death. But if you choose God, then you've chosen life. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you've chosen life. If you put your faith in Jesus and say, God, I'm going to put the world to the side and I'm, going to, I'm just going to sit here at the cross of Jesus Christ and pour out my sins and repent of my sins and follow him, dear Lord. If you do that, I want to tell you, boy, there's peace there. Now, there's some of you watching this... You've never got that peace before because you've never followed Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to do so today. I want you to come to the cross of Jesus Christ and repent of your sins and put your faith in Him and follow Him. There are others of you that are watching this and you follow Jesus Christ. Maybe you've been following Him for years, but you've allowed the burdens of the world to, to come into your life and your relationship with the Lord may not be what it should be. And you find yourself living under a lot of burden today. Well, I want to tell you today that you need to break free from that chaos and you need to remember the peace that's in Jesus Christ. You need to get away from the burden of the world and you need to come back to Jesus Christ whose burden is easy. God tells his people in the closing words of, of this passage we just read here, 
He says toward the end of verse 19, he says, Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God, obey him, and remain faithful to him, for he is your life. Now that's a simple command. God tells his people, choose life. Remain faithful to God, for he is life. Now, there may be some of you watching this today and you're wondering, boy, is there any purpose to life? Is there anything good in this life? What's going to come of this life? Well, I want to tell you there is purpose to life and it's living for God. There is more to this life than you know if you've never put your faith and trust to Jesus Christ. But life comes only in the Lord. You're not going to find life in the world and you're not going to find life in the things of the world. You're only going to find life in the Lord. I hope that you're choosing life today. I hope that you have chosen Jesus Christ today. I hope that you've put your faith in Him today. And if you have done that, I hope that you're not living in chaos. I hope that God will give you and I both the ability to cut free from some of the chaos in our life and to simplify our lives a little bit. To simplify things by unplugging from the world, plugging into the Lord. And it may be hard, and there are all these reasons that the devil will tell you why you have to keep the chaos going, but I want to tell you today that you'll probably find that when you begin to rest in the simplicity of the Lord that you'll find a peace that the devil doesn't want you to have you'll find, you know what, there's more in this world than what the world has to offer. There's more than the chaos that I've been living in. God, I'm going to be still and know that you are God. Let's pray. Father God, I come to you today and I pray that you help us to get out of the chaos, dear Lord. I, I get it. It's hard, dear Lord, because we want to be connected to our friends and our family. And what if those emergencies come, dear Lord, and all these things that keep us all plugged in with this yoke and this burden and this stress of this world, God. I pray that we wouldn't give in to the lies of the devil, that we wouldn't continue to be dragged into this chaos of this world. But dear Lord, that we take some time and take a step back, dear Lord, and say, God, I want to live in your simplicity. I want to live in your peace. Dear Lord, we might not get back to the Garden of Eden during this lifetime, but God, there's more simplicity and there's more peace and there's more of your beauty in this world maybe than we stop to appreciate and, 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 and spend time in, dear Lord. So I pray, God, that we would find peace in you and that we would find simplicity in you. That we wouldn't allow the chaos to overtake us, but God, we'd take a step back, take a deep breath, God, and put our trust in Jesus Christ to find the peace and the hope that we need in the midst of the chaos. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.